right, inappropriate Earl, back on a Thursday night edition. We've been cranking out the episodes lately. Just I get to them when people can come to my house. Got uh, I think three this weekend coming up. So uh, you know, and of course this one uh, I'm excited for because this guy's a good guy on my couch right now. He's a great comic and he's one of the preeminent roasters. Uh, this guy's going to be a big-time player in roast battle, whatever the second season is going to be. I know he'll be involved. <laughs> and we're going to get into some life stuff, because life ain't always about jokes, you fake fucks. <laughs> Talking about the comics listening. I loved you guys last night. Doc Willis worked at the comedy store for 20 fucking years. Probably got all your cars. You guys all go in there for the free pizza and the pizza disappears. See you later, Doc. Thanks for everything. You guys are unbelievable. Is, I, so am I allowed to put, so put your hands together for Sorry. the one, the only, the great TG Tom Goss is uh, Doc. I, I don't I've only met him a couple of times. He doesn't know who I'm. He's 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 uh, he's not working in the store anymore. No, he, uh, you know, is trying to pursue comedy full time. So uh -huh. uh, he is with uh, the little going away party for him last night. And I mean, Doc is like a legend up at the store. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was real nice of all the L.A. comics to I mean, there's probably 140 people in that little back VIP bar and uh, six boxes of pizza. Doc walks in, everyone hugs him. And then literally it's like unbelievable. The wolves attacking a carcass. <laughs> And literally within two minutes, the pizza's gone, and eighty percent of the comics are gone, and Doc's just going just standing there in an empty room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you got, you LA comics are the worst. Oh, that's too bad. I've been on to all of you from day one. Uh, <laughs> but enough about that. We'll get, we'll have a special LA comics uh, episode on uh, inappropriate Earl. Uh, it probably takes seven hours to get out all my hatred and vitriol towards you. Pigs. Oh, you should have people write in for that too. I should. You know, they're animals. They're the fakest bunch of palmers ever. Uh, but uh, that's it's. Uh, we're here to talk about you, T. Because <laughs> uh, I met you what about uh, maybe a year and a half ago? I think it was about a year and a half ago. Yeah, through roast battle, correct? Uh huh. Yep. 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 Which is a uh, roast battle brings a lot of people together. Absolutely. Uh, it, people don't realize people who don't do roast battle don't get how much of a community it's built. And most of the people I know from the LA area are because of roast battle. And I'm, I'm thankful for roast battle that it's created that. And I think I, do you remember who your first battle was? Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was Olivia Grace. <laughs> that was my very first battle. Well, there you go. Two people <laughs> who uh, I probably never would have met. If it weren't for Roast Battle, and uh, Olivia made her triumphant return to uh, the comedy store legally, and uh, she was great judging. It's good to see her back up there. But I, I, you know, I think I remember looking at both of you that night, going, "Who are these people?" Like it really opened my eyes of, "Oh, there's, there's a lot of funny people out there that aren't necessarily store comics." Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, me, me and Olivia, we became friends in Orange County and Orange County has some of the, the, I mean, that was just, it's just, I, I one of the big difference in LA is, uh, uh, I feel like LA is a lot faker and I feel like Orange County is a lot, just a lot more, just unnecessarily cruel. 
<laughs> if that makes sense. Well, I don't know. I know some Orange County comics who are very fake and phony. They're adapting quite nicely into the uh, L.A. comedy scene, and they know who they are. Uh, a few have been on this couch, so uh, I'm on to all of you slobs. From uh, and uh, by the way, you're not. Uh, I I feel like I. Uh, should ask you this question now because a lot of people have accused me of being this person they've accused uh, several guests of inappropriate oh you're not stand-up batman are you no okay. i don't know who that is i okay. know you mentioned him on a past podcast because but there's been a lot of uh, intrigue as to who this person is and uh quite frankly you fit the description <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the description i gotta ask now I don't mean physical description because no one knows who he or she is. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think me and Olivia once did a, uh, what would you say, a, a psychological profile on who they are. Uh -huh. And uh, we came up with uh, Orange County possible. Uh, it's got to be someone who knows the Orange County scene because there's a lot of... Uh, you know, like they made fun of Robin Tran and, and the other transgender comic. Who, who was the other transgender comic? Um, Rye. Rye Silverman. Uh, who I don't know. So yeah, I don't really know her either. Uh, but they but they would also zing L.A. comics. So, uh, you know, you were one of the top names. Uh, thrown oh, out. well, I'm I'm honored. I will have to uh, uh, I'll have to look into uh, and try to figure out who it is. Cause I like it, to promote uh, stand up Batman. <laughs> uh, Are they uh, funny? I, well, that's the, the thing where I was almost honored to have been uh, thrown into the mix as their identity because they are funny. Uh, they're uh, bitter uh, to a degree with women. Um, you know, they're uh, slightly, I would say, almost homophobic, you know, with the, the or whatever uh, you would say, uh, making fun of Robin and Rye are transgender phobic. Right. Um, so, but they really have a disdain for uh, LA comedy. So, huh. someone who's not qu quite, they could be successful. Who knows? So, yeah. Other names mentioned were uh, myself, you, uh, Michael Costa, um, several comedy store doormen. You know, which would make sense. Uh, and then, uh, you know, several uh, other uh, wild card, uh, you know, uh, some thought it was a super famous comic. You know, trying to, uh, I thought, while well, I'm going to start trying to find out who this person is. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. I, I guess I'm, I mean, I don't know who, I, I haven't looked at the, the Twitter, but uh, no, I, I, like, I like that I'm in the mix of names. Yeah, it's at Stand Up Batman. Uh, I'm not trying to, I just, any, they only have like, like 800 followers because I think it's just too inside for most people don't know what they're talking about, but I really would like Santa Batman to get more followers. And, uh, he recently or she, uh, deleted all of their followers. Like, so now they're going the Ari Shafir route of following nobody. Huh? Um, cause, uh, I think what scared them off was someone then started up a stand up Robin account saying that they were there to help you. <laughs> it's like, I think they were like, all right, 
trying to cut ties, but you, you're not doing one of those like uh, what, what what are they doing superhero movies where they they the, the superhero then like goes to the printing press and writes articles about uh, themselves. No, you're it's not, not me. You're not you're not doing a podcast about about fake you doing on a Twitter account or anything like that. I mean, in a way, it would be the ultimate ruse to have a podcast about. You know, throwing the scent off of me. Did it, yeah, didn't Spider Man do that or some yeah. shit? Wasn't that? <laughs> but I think in my in my defense and that uh, accusation would be I do my attention LA comics with my name on it. That's true. You know, I, That's I talk, true. Uh, I don't really talk shit about uh, you know individual comics. It's just uh, you know groups. You know, it's just like last night, there wasn't one comic in particular who stood out about getting the free pizza, but uh, it's probably 60 comics in there who didn't know Doc and just wanted the free slap. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So what got you... Uh, we're going to talk about comedy and, and uh, suicide. Uh, and you know, I like to get in... You're All the, the funny things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, but that's... You know, it, comedy's a depressing business. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, you're the first person on that's... Uh, uh, had like a you know intimate uh, experience with that realm. Uh, so hopefully, uh, comics who are depressed can listen to this and uh, you know get their shit together. But yeah. what got you? And how how long had you been doing stand up before roast battle? Before roast battle, I think it w- it wasn't it wasn't very long. It was it was uh uh maybe like year and a half or something like that and what got you into it like you're a naturally funny dude like oh thank you uh, that that night i met you and olivia i was like these two are gonna be up here like like but both of you had like this uh you're both similar like your personalities like you just are drawn in you you guys can draw people in and uh which is tough at the comedy store the comedy store is like it's like a gang yeah it's the toughest room to draw people in in a lot of ways. Well, because it's a, uh, you know, the best bullshitters in the world are up there. So, yeah, uh, you know, the phony people uh, stand out. And, but like the first night I saw you, I was like, wow, this guy seemed, you just seemed cool. Well, thank you. So what got you into stand up? Um, I mean, I, uh, actually the first time I, I only count like the last, uh, three or so years of me actually doing Sam, the first time I ever like went on stage and stuff, I was 14, my family's Buddhist and I was at a Buddhist talent show. Uh, <laughs> and, um, my dad, my dad's a huge standup fan and he, you know, he showed me all, you know, when Carlin died all day, he was showing me YouTube videos of Carlin and. Uh, I love Dave Chappelle and I watched a lot of Robin Williams and I, you know, I always just loved uh, stand up from when I was a little kid. I always just kind of knew I was going to do it. And then at the, at the Buddhist talent show, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I did probably maybe five minutes, uh, and it went great. And then I, you know, uh, from that point on, I, you know, I, once every couple months I'd go up and then um, about three years ago, I started doing it really, you know, consistently and going up every night, multiple times a night and stuff. 
And you guys, the Orange County comics are very close to get with each other. Like, you know, L.A. comics, you're kind of like, you're on your own. Like, yeah. Well, there's so there's so many. There's less of us. There's there's nothing. You know, there's so few of us. Um, so if it, it can be a great place to start and it can be a uh, it can be a terrible place to get stuck in. Um, because is it because uh you know, it's kind of like New York and L.A. You know, New York is probably the better comedy town city because, mm -hmm. you know, like when I was there recently, you could do five, six spots a night and get paid for most of them. Wow. Like, whereas here, it's like you're lucky if you can find one paid spot. Yeah. And you can walk to most of them in New York. Uh, but you, eventually you have to come to L.A. to make it. Like, it's just the way it is. Right, right. Uh, is it the similar Do you guys in the... Uh, Orange County area have the same mindset of like Orange County is probably a better, it's probably more paid spots out there. And, uh, but I mean, if you want to make it, you're not going to make it at the anchor bar. No, no. I mean, but also shout out to anchor bar. I, 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 I yeah, mean, that yeah, was yeah. not a shot. <laughs> at no, Cassidy. no, of course not. Uh, of course not. I, I just have a, I have no, I have a huge, uh, uh, I, I just, I love that. I guess the big difference is, uh, Orange County, it, it's so close to L.A., and I'm starting to see more and more L.A. comics go down Orange County because there are actual crowds there, you know, whereas unless you're uh, famous or you're paid regular at the comedy store, you can't get a crowd in L.A. You can't get real people, and in Orange County, there are rooms, you know, of course, there are just dog shit rooms, too, but there are rooms where you can get real people and learn how to uh, make real people laugh, and I think it can be you know, a blessing, but I think it's also a comfort blanket that there are a lot of funny Orange County comics that, you know, I don't think will ever make the move and they, they should because they know how uncomfortable it is up here. Well, it's a jungle here. And by the way, uh, Evan Cassidy runs an amazing night at the uh, Anchor Bar Monday nights. That's oh. like the big night there, right? Yeah, it's a, it goes six hours. It goes six to midnight and then their, their five-year anniversary is uh, this Monday. And I know the great Joe Urell. Uh, yeah, Joe. Joe's <laughs> recorded his uh, live album, which uh, you know you talk about an album that's going to need Pro Tools. Uh, <laughs> they are going to have to crank up. They're going to have to get Ron Nevison, Desmond Child, and every other producer <laughs> to just crank that out. But by Joe Urell's album, Joe's yeah. an amazing dude. Poor Joe's going to be the only album with subtitles, but it, he's very funny. He got me though. One, you know, you take shots at roast battle. You never know who could take you down. But I said, uh, "Do him one night." Because yeah, if you don't know who Joey Rell is, he's. Uh, how would you describe it? You're smarter than I am. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, his speech is um, uh, muddled. He he's yeah he's got a, a severe MS. Yeah yeah yeah. So he you know he he can't you know. Uh, I mean, very intelligent guy, but oh uh, just, just you know, he's you know he he's a, he's in a wheelchair and he his his voice is uh, he, he can't you know it, it's it's shaky and it's uh, um, croaky and he can't maybe be as clear and distinguish as uh, you know uh, you or I, but you know he's he's far smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, much smarter than I am. And But, you know, he, uh, I think, what did I say? Uh, you sound like you're talking underwater, Joe. He's like, just like your career. Like, oh, fuck. This guy's good. Man. I had to lay low the rest of the night. Which is what I love about Roast Battle. You never know who could, everyone's capable of shutting you down, man. Yeah. Uh, but, so you're Orange County, you're doing the Buddhist thing. You're for, my, my first show was uh, 
at a Starbucks in Beverly Hills. How did your first set go? My first set went great. And then, uh, you know, uh, I was very, you know, only went up a handful of times a year between 14 and, and you know, uh, 20. And th- those were all dog shit. I, I had one good set to begin with and then six years of nothing. But uh, did you have a particular style? Like, you know, when I first started out, I was trying uh, to uh, not imitate, but like maybe uh, emulate like Dice Clay and, you know, dirtier comics. Did you like lob onto a comic and said, oh, I want to do that style? Um. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I really, I really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I did. Uh, I think, uh, um, at that point I was more just trying to be funny. I had very high, my very first set, I had very, you know, high energy, uh, like kind of like Robin Williams, but that's not really me. You know, uh, when, when I started doing it consistently, it was, very much like uh, the very like early absurdist Louis C.K., but that's not really my personality. Not not successful Louis C.K. <laughs> I emulated unsuccessful Louis C.K. And then I got a lot of Doug Stanhope for a while, and I, I've I've kind of gotten it so where people aren't constantly uh, comparing me to those guys, and I'm I'm happy about it. How would you describe your comedy right now? I I I don't I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, like a lot of people, I struggle with it because I, I still, I still don't, you know, I, I, I'm never, I'm never happy with it. So I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I'm getting, you know, uh, uh, closer to, you know, um, a more, you know, a more a voice that's more me. I, you know, uh, you're uh, silly, likable dude. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I have moments of silly. It's, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a mix of, of silliness and darkness. I, I don't know. I mean, I talk about, I was in special ed in high school and I talk about that and I talk about, you know, uh, you know, being on major antipsychotics during that time. And then I also have a bit about Best Buy, you know, I, I really, you know, I, it, it, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a wide, I'd say it's just, it's very silly and then very dark. And I guess it flips back and forth between that. But I, I don't, I really have no idea how to describe my stand up. You know, that's such a, how would you describe your stand up? Um, dry, sarcastic, uh, you know, um, you know, um, slightly bitter. Um, and then, uh, I think the hook is, uh, for me anyway, that I talk about subjects that most people shouldn't care about, you know, like an eighties metal band, Yeah. you know, like a rat, but people laugh because they see my enthusiasm for the Absolutely. No, because I've watched you do quite a few sets. And I got to be Sorry honest. Sorry about that. Oh, no. A lot of times I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, but it's still funny. <laughs> and that's not a thing. A, a lot of, you know, it, it it's that's not an easy thing uh, to do uh, is to make people laugh about shit that they don't relate to. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I guess if I were to 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 some some, I guess it's a lot of. uh silly takes on dark subjects and i you know and i don't 
it, a lot of it comes from me not just not understanding shit and me just trying to understand you know i did not I, I i have no idea how the fuck everything works and it's me trying to figure it out it's kind of me just uh trying to unravel it on on stage like you know it kind of gets kind of stream of consciousness sometimes i i don't know i don't know if people want to hear about <laughs> they do though because you know yeah we're gonna talk about roast battle and all that yeah that we're gonna talk about uh you know, outing uh, homosexual comics in the community later. But, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> have to get into the real stuff. Hey, I'll wanna... bring my names if you bring your names. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> there's not too many that, you know, I mean, we'll uh, out uh, people who cheat on their girlfriends. Uh, that, that'd be an all-time. I'd get 5,000 listens on that podcast. Yeah. You know, I love this one guy. I'm not going to say who he is. Mo, you know, like Ty Rivera would say who this person is. Uh, you know, I'm not, this guy was telling me, uh, yeah, I love my girlfriend, man. I'm, I'm really so in love with her. She's the best. I'm like, dude, I just saw you making out with another chick in Montreal that wasn't your girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, you guys can't fool me. I got eyeballs everywhere. So back now, when you say you were in special ed, I... You know, when I hear special ed, instantly I think retarded. And I'm not trying to yeah. be funny. I'm really not. No, no, I know. Uh, I have a, a niece with uh, special needs. Uh, she, she was, she's been in special ed and she's not retarded. Uh, so what, like, what do you mean you were in special ed? Like, has it, were you uh, born prematurely? Were you? Uh, like N no, I, I was, uh, um, when I was 14, I, I was uh, diagnosed schizophrenic, actually, which is not accurate. I'm, you know, uh, I'm not on any meds. I'm fully functional. They were wrong, but between... Who diagnosed you? Like just uh, Multiple doctors. Uh, I was in, you know, I was in and out of psych wards. I wasn't able to attend school. I was really, you know, I was really kind of mentally in, in, a, in a different world. And uh, I, I just couldn't function in regular school. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I took uh, took the short bus. And uh, <laughs> now when know. you say you couldn't function in regular schools, you mean you'd be in a group, you know, classroom and you would like, would you get overwhelmed, uncomfortable or, or like, what do you mean you couldn't function? I mean, I couldn't. I, I had a long period of time where I couldn't function as a as a human being. I I, uh, I was psychotic, um, you know, because uh, didn't you think and I listened to I don't usually plug other people's <laughs> podcasts, but because this man is a true soldier of comedy, you were on Dave Taylor's podcast. I was. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is it called? Uh, until I lose interest. And, and if then, you know Dave Taylor, if he loses yeah. interest, it'll last about 10 minutes. Uh, you said on that podcast that you thought you were the Zodiac Killer. I, I did, yeah. It's what? actually the 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 first time I tried to kill myself. Uh, I was either 15 or 16, and I, I tried to kill myself because I thought that I was going to go back in time uh, to, to, uh, you know, when the Zodiac was prevalent, kill those people and then move forward back to present time and continue killing people. And I thought the only way to stop that from happening was killing myself. Well, <laughs> Jesus, what was your name? Sarah Connor? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, yeah, but, no, it makes no sense. No, it, it makes does. No I'm not. Listen, man, I, uh, <laughs> it makes perfect sense in some ways. Like. But what do you think got like what got you into that thinking like w did someone like speak poorly to you and it, it like 
gave you like impure thoughts about yourself or um you know i think it was i don't know i think a lot of it was was a chemical thing i think a lot of it was was me you know just not uh yeah i just i i think it was mostly a chemical thing and a mixture of you mean like drugs? Were you doing drugs? No, I was not on drugs. And that's actually the, the most confusing thing to the doctors is because usually when someone came in with the kind of symptoms I had, it was a drug-induced um, set of symptoms. And they were really befuddled because, you know, uh, I, I had never, I'd never smoked pot at that point. I'd never done any drugs. You know, I, I didn't like taking aspirin at that point. And, uh, and I still don't actually, but uh, um, you'll have an occasional cocktail. Yeah, and look, I'll only take aspirin if it's 150 to 250 aspirin at a time. Um, but it's taking aspirin. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, they, we. I I don't I don't know what it was, but it just became uh, normal to me. It started. I went to boarding school. I went to uh, boarding school my freshman year, and that's kind of where it started. And uh, it just kind of it just kind of. Uh, all fell apart from there. I, I remember, you know, my dad will tell me, you know, uh, about this where there was a time where I called him up. I was just talking about how the, all the trees were talking to each other and shit. You know, I was just, I was out of, I literally, you know, uh, there was not that much difference between me and the guy you see on the corner talking to a lamppost. Which That's, in LA is every corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it 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 started super young and you know they told my parents they did not you know I, i've been talking to my dad about it a lot lately they did not paint a rosy picture for my parents because you know what they told my parents is the younger this starts the worse it's gonna get you know and uh you know i'm i'm fine you know i'm i'm completely coherent talking to you yeah yeah <laughs> but uh which is like the weird thing like knowing you now that's like I would never have guessed that you thought you were the Zodiac killer. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I want, I have, I, I mean, that was one of many, but that's been the most. Uh, Who else did you think you were? Um, I mean, it wasn't people I thought I was necessarily. Uh, I, I had a, you know, uh, a phase where I, I thought the, uh, the government was chasing me because I thought that they, uh, because I thought I had, you know, top secret CIA information. So like I wouldn't talk aloud, out loud because I thought everything was bugged and I, I, I might be dude. yeah <laughs> I refused to like eat or drink water for several days because I thought they were trying to poison me and you know uh um if I we were to, like if I wanted to communicate with my parents I'd I'd write something down I'd show it to them and then I'd burn it immediately like I was just you know I was just I was out there you know um. I had no, I just had no grip on what was, what was going on. Um, and, uh, I still don't really know how it got that bad. Um, and do you get flashbacks ever? Like, do you ever like, uh, I'm, I'm on the longest streak since I was 14 of, uh, no psych hospitalizations. It's been, uh, two years. Wait, has it been one? Yeah, two years uh, without a psych hospitalization. That's always my fear. That's why I try to work hard at this is because I, in my head, and it might be an irrational fear, I'm always paranoid that I'm going to relapse into that because there's, it, it, there's really, 
there's no reason, there's no real reason that I'm okay and all the people that I was in the hospital with and all the people I see on the streets are not, you know? And I, when it comes to that, I'm just really, really, really lucky. Um, uh, and I'm lucky to have, you know, my, my parent, I was lucky to have parents that stuck it out. Cause I saw a ton of parents just, you wouldn't believe the parents are just straight up, you know, yeah, I'm done with you in the hospital. This is too much. I fucking, this is your fault. And they just leave their kids for, you know, much less than what I, right. <laughs> what, you know, um, and, uh, so I'm just lucky to have had the, the parents that I did who, who, uh, are they still alive? They are. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're still alive and I'm, I'm lucky that they, you know, stuck around through all that. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky that, uh, my brain works right now and I don't know if, if it's going to last for the rest of my life or it could end tomorrow. I just don't know. So I'm just going to try to get as funny as possible right now. <laughs> right. Before yeah. you, uh, follow through finally. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> put out an album before you do though. Cause that'll, Oh my God. Dude. If you put out a comedy album and then killed yourself, it's a sales would be astronomical. Yeah, yeah. But that's the Jew in me. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always trying to think numbers, dude. You got to think the numbers. I'm just kidding. No, no. Let's keep talking marketing. Uh, let's. <laughs> well, I mean, what was what band? There was some '80s metal guy that no one cared about anymore, and he uh, killed himself. And the next day on iTunes, he had the number one most <laughs> downloads. It's like it's a cold business, man. You yeah. Know? make that dollar uh now what uh, you know i see a lot of my favorite like there's been a lot of hockey players who've killed themselves yeah uh you know wade belak uh he was one of my favorite players he uh killed himself and you look on the surface of him and go how could this guy kill himself he's like good looking dude he makes tons of money he's travels the world playing a, a game how's what to do with that but like what? But what does it like? You know, I I've been depressed at points uh, the last couple of years over mainly women. Uh, but uh, I mean, what like does your mind just go a million miles a minute? Like it can't get any better. I've I've got to end it. I mean, it it goes. Oh man, I don't. I'm it's not such, trying to bring you into a flashback. I'm no, really no, 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 no. I'll I'll let you know if I'm if I if I I can't talk about right. something. Or I mean, something. I'm not. I'll trying like ask to, whatever you want. Ask whatever you want. But no. I'm really like uh, so many people who do commit suicide. Uh, who else? You know, right? The guy from NXS. Like, here's a guy, huge band. Uh, I mean, their album sales. I mean, they weren't as big as they used to be, but like. You think this guy fucks all the hottest girls on earth? Yeah. I mean, what uh, is it? Just, uh, I mean, what brings you to that point? I guess. I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing: is you're saying all those, so you, you're you're looking at all those sayings. He's successful. He, he's he's famous. He he can you know have whatever girl he wants. But you're saying all those things like it's great because that would make you happy. Yeah. But imagine just getting all that shit and it, it you're still miserable, which I think a lot of people go through. But I think there's you know, there's a big difference between really uh, depressed and 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 uh, and miserable. And there's something that's just kind of hard to explain. And I, I'm sure you've experienced it, too, where, you know, it's yeah. No, I mean, I, I've experienced it where it's a million thoughts a minute. And you just need it to stop. Right. And I've also experienced, you know, uh, 
the opposite where, you know, uh, the, the last uh, suicide attempt, I was literally, I was, uh, I was just on a couch for six weeks. I'm not exaggerating. Like I, I did not shower. I didn't really eat much. I was just on a couch and I was just fucking fermenting for six weeks. And you would not have been the worst smelling person in LA comedy. <laughs> show you that much and uh yeah and i just got you know it, it gets to to a point where it's like you know yeah it could get better i don't give a shit i just need this to stop you know uh and uh, all those guys you know head trauma is you know probably affected a lot of the a lot of the hockey players um but yeah i, I it's it's uh i don't know it's like it's it's trying to explain you know green to someone who can't see color <laughs> it, it's just it's it's uh i got it you know i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know how to explain it and i know there's there, i mean i'm sure there's someone listening to this right now going i don't even believe that you know uh that kind of shit's real um well knowing my fan base they probably are yeah and and uh that's fine i'm happy they don't have to go through it <laughs> you know that's that's the benefit to that is that they don't have to have to go through it but i mean it's it's real i, I mean i i saw a lady shove up in the psych ward there was a lady and she she fucking shoved pens up her nose trying to kill herself that way uh because she had she had parkinson's and she thought you know sometimes parkinson's can give you d- delusions and she thought that the hospital was run by zombie cannibals and if she didn't kill herself, then the zombie cannibals were going to kill her kids. So she shoved up. She showed that she tried to kill herself by shoving pens up her nose, and that was like the most blood I'd ever seen before, you know. Uh, and you know, some some of your fans may not, but some of your fans may may hear that. And, well, that's different. She has Parkinson's, but diseases affect you know what. The other diseases are real too. It's it's not it's 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 something that affects the brain, and they don't really do de- a lot of research on the how or why because it doesn't make them money. <laughs> right. You know, uh, the meds they're prescribing are making pharmaceutical companies so much money. You know, why look deeper into it? And what if this is something that you can really, uh, you know, cure or stop? Then you're not going to make money off of it. Right, it's like that's a similar thought process as uh, I think thought about AIDS. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people think they can cure AIDS, but there's too much money and you know AZT and uh, other types of you know medicines. Well, look at you know what's his name, Martin Shrecky or whatever, who who bought one of the AIDS medications and he just jacked up the prices uh, just because he could, and he's making way more money that way. Yeah, I think it was uh, they. You could sell them for a dollar, but when he bought them, he made it like it was $32. Like he'd like... Yeah. Insane. Uh, uh, I mean, even for a Jew, that was an insane markup. <laughs> you know, and pe- more people are going to, you know, you know, more people may die because of that, but he do- he's making, you know, he bought a $2 million Wu-Tang album. You know, he, he's, he's uh, you know, if, if, if shit like that is blatant, you know, wh- why is it so crazy to think that they wouldn't, you know be making money off of people's sickness. I mean, that if you're turning, you know, uh, taking, if you're turning medical health into an industry, which it is in America, 
not saying that's a good or bad thing. I think it's a bad thing if there's no revisions, no protection of the people. But if you're making it completely, you know, a corporate thing, corporate is about making money. And that's their bottom line. That's what they're they're looking to do. They don't care about the side effects, you know. They don't care any more than Starbucks cares if you don't get your coffee. You know, if you can't afford a cup of coffee, you're not going to get free coffee. If you can't afford some medication, it's 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 the same thing. You know, there's no you know, and I've seen it. You know, I've, my 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 old doctor used to be in charge in the 80s or 70s of a adolescent uh, psych unit that I actually went to as a kid. And he said in his day, when a kid was um, sent to a psych ward, the kid would be there for, uh, you know, at least a month right. to really give them the rehabilitation they need. They have day passes so they could leave and, and you know, try to work through whatever was triggering, triggering them at home. And then they'd come back. And then they work it through the doctor. It was really made to try to help these kids get better. And now what the psych ward is, you're throwing these kids, and they are kids, you know. There were there were eleven year olds in there who who are who are trying to hurt themselves. You load them up with drugs to the point where you know I was on drugs to the point where I just had drool coming out of my mouth. People thought I was lobotomized. Like what uh, were they giving you? They Seroquel and Respiradol, you know, they gave me major antipsychotics, you know, when I'm 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, 14 years old. And, you know, I would just sit there and, you know, some of them, some of them were better than others, but some of them, you know, Seroquel was the worst one where I, you know, I couldn't talk. I just drool coming out of my mouth. I, I walked like I didn't have quads, <laughs> you know. I, I looked like a Frankenstein monster, and people didn't think I was up there mentally. They people would openly talk shit about me. Uh, comics or just like, no, no, just kids, kids. Right. You know, yeah, there were no comics at this point, you know. Uh, but people wouldn't even know I was there and mentally coherent because I was so, you know, I looked lobotomized, and that's what they're giving to kids. And it would be one thing if they were giving it to them, if they're trying to help these kids and the treatment's improved, but the treatment hasn't improved. The meds have increased. The treatment has not improved. And that's why all these kids are killing. Orange County has the highest rate of prescription drug death overdose in, I think, the nation, or at least it did recently in the last couple of years. You know, it's I, I I'm sorry, Earl. This is not as usually as dark as your podcast. No, I like it though. Gets, I mean, um, Cause I'm like, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's a fascinating topic, and like you know, there's more to life than just comedy and roast battle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk about those things too. Oh, course, we are, but, but I'm just like uh, because I, so many of my sports uh, heroes or whatever have killed themselves. Derek Bugard, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, small town hockey player. He he. You know, plays for the Minnesota North Star or uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, you know, he had concussion problems, and uh, so he gets traded to New York. No, he signed as a free agent to New York, and he people just tell the story of this guy like lost in this huge city, literally just walking around, just being like gone. Yeah, he would just go back to his hotel room or wherever he was staying, and you know, just pop pills and go play the game, come back, pop pills, and, like, 
I don't, I don't grasp, uh, that, that's why I wanted to have you on for, uh, you know, talk, get into some serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, like when people try and commit suicide, like to me, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, like, no, no, I'm actually it's... like really into the subject. People can believe that I've had like eight podcasts on rat. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> probably hard to imagine me wanting to like delve deep into something serious. But like when I see people try and commit suicide, I'm like, if you really wanted to do it, just put a bullet to your head. Like, yeah, you know, or, you know, there's people who, you know, slit their wrist and it's like, well, you know, that might kill you, but you know, you're probably going to survive. Like, and I know it's not as simple as it's probably, I mean, when people attempt suicide, it, do you think they're crying out for help or they really want to kill themselves? Like, did you really want to die? Um, and if you can get yeah. into this, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, I mean the, the first, the first one, because I've had several. The first one, no. The first one, I thought if I didn't, then uh, <laughs> um, other people were going to die. You know, uh, and, and so I don't know. You, you, you know what I mean? I didn't really want to die, and I also didn't really know what I was doing. And, and uh, the, the last one. Um, there have been three total, right? Or two, there have been. I'm not trying to. Well, put th you. no, there have been. Uh, there, there, there have been three serious attempts, and then one I just definitely call a cry for help. Right. Um, whereas the other, the other three, are uh, a little, a little more, a uh, little more muddled because you know, uh, some of them it wasn't. Some of them, you know, I, w I was doing something where I was going, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I don't care if I live or die on this, but, you know, uh, I really want, you know, I, I need to do something. Uh, and other times, you know, uh, wrote, wrote out a full five page note and thought for sure this was it. Uh, but, you know. It, they're they, in a, in a lot of ways they're they're all uh I always think it's weird when people say it you know was was it a cry for help because they're they're in a lot of ways I think a lot of them most of them I think almost all of them are and I I think a lot of it comes down to uh how much help is there left to cry for <laughs> you know uh, you you hit these points where you really don't think there's there's anything left to help you, you know. Um, and sometimes you know, uh, I think subconsciously more than consciously, because in the moments where I've I've tried to harm myself in that way, I consciously think that you know this is it. But I think there there you know is a subconscious aspect of you know is you know is there help there are people you know is there hope that's what it is it's a, it's hitting those points if it's from depression you just don't believe there's hope anymore you know uh and um i feel like i've done a lot of rambling and not really answered your question no you but, have though i mean that's that's the ultimate like uh you know like i'll just like 
Bugard, I'll just pick him. Like, mm -hmm. do you think he just thought? I mean, on the surface, like I said a couple minutes ago, here's a guy NHL player. He's probably the top fighter in the game, so he's the best at his job. He's popular player wherever he plays. Seemingly, people love him. Uh, but do you think it, he just that final time was just like, why live until tomorrow? What I mean, is it like that kind of mindset of will it get any better if I live tomorrow? No. All right. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't. I know you can't say in his. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I. I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't say for his. A lot of times. I don't know. I think for a lot of people, there's not even that level of thinking about it. It's too late at that point. Like it, it's, you know, it's, it, it gets to a point where, where, uh, you were too sad's not the right word. You are too, uh, immersed in what you're feeling to think, you know, what about tomorrow? You're, you know, it, it, it's, you know, uh, it just, it, it just, it just kind of, it's just something that kind of wallows you up and you, there, there is no, there's nothing. It is, you're, you're basically, it's, it's a process of all the hope you have just slowly one by one kind of drifting away. And then once all of that hope is gone, then there's still the relief in the hope of, well, I don't have to live through this shit. Right. Um, like before you were born, there was a case uh, of these two kids who killed themselves to a Judas Priest song. Uh-huh. Like, and once again, I know you can't speak specifically like on that case, but do you think like they heard that song? I mean, can you be triggered by like a song or lyrics? So, you know, I know uh, Ozzy Osbourne has a song called Suicide Solution that uh, some people mistook as uh, <laughs> he wasn't promoting suicide, but like yeah. some people thought he was. And if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's against suicide. Yeah. Do, I mean, can you be triggered by like uh, an event, a song, uh, just uh, a visual, like, or is it a prolonged? I mean, yes, and no. I mean the the whole Zodiac thing. I I uh, I watched I I'd watched the movie, you know, about the Zodiac killer. Oh, not the Sean Penn one. Jesus. No, no, no. It was it was a Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. one. And then I rewatched it, and then I started reading all these articles, and then I started looking at his handwriting. It was around when I started reading the articles and looking at his handwriting, looking at his letters, where uh, it started to settle in. So in that sense, you could argue that it triggered me. But at the same time, I really believe if it wasn't that, it would have been something else, you know? Uh, the, and I'm not, a, I'm not a shrink or anything, but... When when you say you know they kill themselves that Judas Priest song it 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 wasn't it I I highly doubt they heard the song you know, ah well Judas Priest said it was okay to kill myself they were probably already and I'm just guessing I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about they were probably already feeling that way and all that song was was just something they could identify with as right. they went you know. Um, because there, it, it it that's a the, you know another part of depression is there's you you can't identify with shit. Nothing, every everything happy is unrelatable. You everything with 
in, in a weird way, everything with conflicts unrelatable to you because all your conflicts are internal. You don't have it. You, if you're, if you're walled in, you know, um, there's not going to be, if you're walled into that level, you're not going to be out necessarily having the same level of daily conflicts and daily problems that you would if you're at a functional level, right? you know, and once again, I'd like to disclaim if there's some therapist screaming in their car right now, listening to this, I'm only speaking from experience, you know, and uh, that's my biggest problem with therapists is they don't, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I've no, I've no medical research to back any of the shit I'm saying. It's but only you've from, lived through it. So I've lived do, through it. Actually. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing where, you know, uh, uh, in some ways, I think I, 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 you know, I can't for questions like that. I'd really, I have no idea. But at the same time, I've, I, I have lived through it. But I, I, you know, me, me talking about someone else's experience is only trying. Is it's only guessing, right. you know? I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, let's get into some happier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I ask the questions. Like, I think people are gonna really dig this because. Uh, I think a lot of comics, you know, uh, get depressed and down, and I think it's neat for them to hear someone like you who's well-liked and everyone loves you. That Oh, wow. I don't know about that. but well, uh, I don't know who. I've never heard a bad word about you. I mean, you know, uh, but I, you know, I think there's a lot of young comics who come up to me and say, hey, I listened to your podcast. It made me feel better. You know, so I think that, you know, when they hear someone who's had – you know, issues with depression or whatever, that, you know, hopefully they can uh, get the help they need. And now let's talk about fucking roast battle. Yeah, let's talk about it. You know, you would think someone who's uh, gone through what you've gone through, I mean... More people would make jokes about it? <laughs> like, you, like what, what could be said about you that's going to hurt your feelings? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I don't remember most roast jokes about me. I really, I really don't. And I don't know if that's me just not being in the moment. Uh, cause I think that's, you know, that might be part of it, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's real tough to hurt my feelings. I mean, I just posted, a uh, a, 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 a headshot of me and all the comments are just people shitting on me. <laughs> Where can people find this headshot? Oh, on my Facebook. Uh, you Tom, know, just Tom Goss. Yeah. Yeah. My Facebook. Let's um, get the plugs out of the way now. Tom yeah, Goss yeah. on Facebook. Goss, Goss, the number six. On Twitter and Instagram. G-O-S-S-G-O-S-S, the number six on Twitter and Instagram. Follow this dude. He's hilarious. And now we're going to get into roast battle because you're one of the... What? What? Where are you in the rankings? I think I'm... I think the new rankings, I'm 11. Which, I mean, you know, those the top 20 is unbelievable. Really, the top 30 are good. I mean, and then even 30 through 50, there's, you know. It's, 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 com yeah, no, it's, it's real competitive right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the top, I mean, really anyone in the top 20 could beat uh, the champ. Like, and now Alex Hooper, like, uh, and he's amazing. Pat Barker, you know, Keith, Olivia, 
uh, Connor. I mean, it's Omi, yeah. Jay Light. I mean, you could go on. Uh, Doug Fager. F- yeah. Uh, Toby. I mean, it's like they're so. Uh, Leia. Yeah. No, Leia it, KJ. Leia. Leah. Leia. I, I always fuck up her name, too. I do yeah. the same thing with Pat Reagan. <laughs> I call him Pat Reagan. Pat Reagan. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, the quality of roasting uh, in LA is, uh, I think, second to none. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible just to see. Uh, I don't know. There's something about the energy in the room, and I don't think it's quite been the same since the whole fire marshal thing. But yeah, that chick, uh, I won't mention her name, but uh, you know, you got to fight your way up the. The uh, the rankings, uh, you know, you don't you're not given anything in roast battle. You have to earn it first. So you have to show up. Yeah, if you want to go. Well, from what I was told, she was there, and then she left. But she wanted to go up in front of Mike Lawrence. You know, who's the champ of roast yeah. battle? And uh, but it's like, who are you? Like, yeah, you're like you've never done a battle. You go on when you're told. <laughs> Right, know, basically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but the energy is uh, creeping back into the room. I mean, this Tuesday uh, was awesome. I mean, every battle was good, and I, I think there was a buzz in the room because Olivia was uh, yeah. allowed, allowed back illegally uh, this time. Uh, I'm glad they let her let her judge. Oh, she was on great. Her birthday. Uh, you know, and uh, I can't wait uh, for her to uh, compete again. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, my next battle is not for a few months myself, but, uh, you know, who knows? You never know what battles, surprise battles pop up. I, I want to, I want to rematch her too, uh, because that was my very first battle. Yeah, it was a good and, one. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a good one. It was so long ago. No one remembers it. And also at that point, no one knew who either of us were. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, because I, I remember going, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, uh, you know, at some point, I, I think it was the same night we battled. We agreed we're going to do a rematch at some point because it, it went into overtime. It was a fun battle. And, uh, you know, she she's a very good friend of mine. I don't know when we're going to do it, but, uh, um, you know, it's it's fun. And then, you know, at some at some point, I got to climb up the rankings so I can. I can I can take a shot at you, Earl, at some point. Uh, you know, anything's possible. Uh, you know, my my next. A lot of people are asking me about my next battle. I, uh, I get the winner of the Hooper uh, Barker battle, uh, but that's not. They don't battle till November, so I'm assuming they'll want two months off. Yeah, month and a half. You know, and I get that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you and I would be a battle. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to earn. I, I, you know, you've uh, already earned it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's such a fine line between number two and number ten. I mean, or eleven. I mean, uh, Doug Fager could beat anyone in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, so there's really like. It just uh, depends on how you show up that night. Yeah, I mean, and how hard you prepared. And anyone can lose. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Christy Cielo, who is, uh, was in the uh, roast battle in, uh, on Montreal, like she's one in six. She just won. Uh, they have their own uh, tournament going on in New York right now. Oh, really? She won. She beat Pete Lee, one of the better roasters. So really? Like, uh, you know, anyone, uh, you know, that's the great thing about roast battles. If you get on a run of jokes, you know, uh, 
you know anything's but you know sarah tiana hit me with uh, like two jokes i just had no rebuttal for no reply and uh you know anyone can lose i mean that's what you know because here's a here's a question for you do you because i know you look at it as both do you look at it more of like a sport slash competition absolutely or a show but oh i look at it because i know you look at it, i know you look at it as both but which one do you view it as more if you had to choose one or the other and i know that's an unfair question to ask well, I mean, my strength is in the show part, uh, uh-huh. you know, but I think um, I've gotten, I guess, so high in the rankings because uh, at the end of the day, the jokes are there, too, uh, you know, because you've seen it. I won't mention names, uh, but there's a few battlers who have these wild, elaborate, <laughs> amazing entrances, and then the first joke sucks ass. Yeah. So it's it's like, oh, uh but you know, uh, but I'm super competitive. So like, uh, but it's also a fine line with me. Like, I will only battle people I like as people, right? Uh, which is pretty much everyone in the top ten. You know, I don't have problems with too many people uh, because otherwise, it's just people. If I don't like someone, it's just it's gonna be like me and them shitting on each other, which is like not. Yeah, wouldn't be very. Uh, I I I haven't battled anyone I dislike, and I, I hope I never. Uh, I never have to. Yeah, I mean it's hard. Uh, you know, some people would say it's hard to like, you know, shit on your friends, but it's actually easier because you know you don't necessarily. You don't. I mean, it's uh, tough. me and you my friends it, shit on each it. other all the time. <laughs> We're used to shitting on each other. You know, it's it's. Uh, and you, you know what it is for me is like with my close friends, because I started writing Keith Carey is, you know, my roommate and he's my next battle. It's a lot easier for him, me to write meaner shit about him uh, because I know him better than some of the other battlers I had where I even said, you know, some of the some of the jokes I said, I was like, ah, I mean, on paper, I, they don't even feel that mean, but I feel bad saying them after the battle. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 you know, just cause I don't know him that well and I don't, I don't want to ever, uh, you know, offend someone or not offend, but like hurt their feeling. I don't want to strike a, a real chord with a joke, if that makes sense. You See, know, that's, what's hard about it now is that there's the stakes are so high in that room now. Yeah. Like I've changed my philosophy on like, I used to think like that. Like, yeah, I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings or, you know, I don't want to. You know, but now it's like the first joke. I want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, fluster them. Well, I'm almost. I think. I think I'm almost more okay with my closest friend, f- friends, friends, right? Trying to hit them as hard as I can. Then people I know kind of well and like, because you know, you, your your best friends. You're gonna. I mean, you you're just around each other more. You're used to shitting on each other more, and uh, you also have more ammo on them. And I think you know we've seen. In roast battle, those are the best battles. When people know each other as well as they can, they've known each other for years. You know, uh, some former roommates. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I mean, these are already two fantastic battles. Uh, you know, battles, but you know, uh, Mike Lawrence and uh, what's her name were were weren't they roommates or something? Oh, uh, Bonnie. Uh... I mean, I know when I saw Mike Lawrence battle first, it was in the New York Comedy Festival, and he battled Bonnie McFarlane, yeah. Rich Voss's wife. And it was an amazing battle. Because you could tell they were friends, but there was a little bit of, uh, not passive aggressiveness, but like, the you know, they weren't going to hold back. You know? Yeah. And, 
you know, I, I find uh, there's not been too many uh, ex-couples who've battled. I know Jen Murphy, who I love. She doesn't battle as, as much as I'd like her to. She I don't even know if she ever battled. <laughs> she battled Brant Tobler, who's an awesome dude, great comic. Yeah, and they had either hooked up once or twice, and, and they, they had dirt on each other, and it was really good. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I mean, I think ex-couples can you know, lay into each other, you know, as long as they're friends. Otherwise, it's, if it was a bad breakup, they'll just shit on each other. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of uh, matchups that, you know, best friends have battled, uh, you know, people who don't like each other have battled. Uh, but I think you're right. I think you, if you're super tight, like you and Keith, it's going to be a great battle. I think, yeah, well, I just, I think, uh, you know, and I, I think it depends on, on the dynamic of the relationship, too, because I have, I have guys I consider, you know, uh, you know, in my circle of best friends that I wouldn't want to battle at the same time, because I think, it, <laughs> it, you know, it, I think it would make it weird after the battle, but I, I do think, I, I think respect, it really is one of the most important things uh, to find about someone yeah, you're I mean, battling. Uh, it's like, you know, when I battled Jimmy Carr, you know, I knew the clipboard thing would either make or break me. <laughs> what was, what was, I know you, you've, you've already talked about that. No, because you, 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 you were, you were talking to me about it. And you're like, this is the, you know, this is the toughest bracket. And I got Jimmy Carr to beat to make it. I mean, I think I had the toughest bracket. I, I, I think I'd agree with By you. By far. Uh, and that's not, I mean, Comedy Central has been amazing to me. So, yeah. I mean, they have gone out of their way to, like, just get me gigs. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and someone, so I'm not complaining about any person or network. But, uh, you know, when I saw the brackets, I'm like, wow, who did I piss off? Because, like, <laughs> you know, just to get into the show, I had to beat Jesse Joyce, who's like Comedy Central's right. number one roast writer. Right, right. So I was like, oh, man, that's, that's going to be a tough one. And then uh, when I saw my bracket, it was uh, Tom Ballard, who uh, a lot of people, you know, there was uh, Jeff Ross Roastmasters uh, that wasn't televised a year ago. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people would tell you that Tom beat Jimmy Carr. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jimmy Carr is, to me, like, him and Mike Lawrence are just heads and tails above it. I mean, they would murder L.A. top ten people. Like, there's a whole nother level of Oh, no. Yeah, no like, d d trust me. I know they would fucking decimate. Annihilate. K. Trevor Wilson's another guy uh, who would just annihilate anyone in the top ten. Uh, but so, you know, Tom, so I... My first round opponent was Tom Ballard. I'm like, holy fuck, that's the guy everyone thinks beat Jimmy last year. And then if I beat him, Jimmy most likely is going to beat Christy. But Christy gave him uh, all he could handle. Like, Christy's, like, so likable that I, I don't know if I'll say she almost beat him, but she made him work. Yeah. And then, you know, I got Jimmy Carr the champ. And that's just to get out of my individual bracket. Right. Uh, and you know, so I, you know, I did the clipboard thing that probably won me the battle because it called out an attention to what some people might think is, uh, you know, it's hard. Like roast battle, there's no rules, so that's you can't say it's cheating or you know, stretching the rules because there are no rules. Yeah, but, you know, it is easier to read your notes 
jokes off of a clipboard. It just is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, is allowed to maybe squeeze in an extra joke or two as well. He tags like a motherfucker. Which is like, is it... Is it one joke or is it three jokes? It's like some people would say, hey, man, that's just one joke tagged up three times. Uh, whereas, so, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to have to do something right away to call out the clipboard. And he was following me around the whole fucking day. Like, he knew I was up to something. So <laughs> he's, 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 Jimmy's very much into the mind manipulation. So when, when, when you got up there against him, were well, you feeling intimidated oh or? absolutely he's the best yeah and mike lawrence are the two best to me uh so uh you know and like in the belly room i i i don't want to say i'm unbeatable because i've lost you know it's your home uh you know I, yeah it's i'm pretty hard to beat you're you're beloved there you yeah no you you are uh so i mean there's going to be very few people uh in the belly room who are going to have the crowd against me like, you know, probably I would say maybe Olivia is probably the only person who the crowd probably would be 50 50 because they mm -hmm. love her. They love me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, but in Montreal, like no one know who I was. It's like, who's this guy? I mean, Jimmy Carr has like eight million Twitter followers. I've got eighty seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I had to do something wacky up front. And uh, even he knew because he told Moses, you know, I should have gone out first. Uh-huh. And he was like, I want to go out first because I want to see what he does. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I put the clipboard in the Negro Waves uh, closet because Jimmy, would like, he would not leave me alone. Like, he was following me around the whole day. So I, he turned around for two seconds. I dipped into the closet, put the clipboard <laughs> in my back pants, and uh, it won me the battle, you know. So... Uh, you know, I was lucky. I mean, he's amazing. How how crazy is it to say for a day I was stalked by probably the most popular comic in Europe right now? Like, he's so good at stalking, though, because, like, I, I mean, want, he looks like it. <laughs> I wanted to go to Coach T, who's the quickest guy in the room, whether no matter what country we're in. And I wanted to give him this music intro. And so I'm thinking, hey, I'm all alone. There's Coach T. I go over to Coach T, and I just felt this presence behind me. Like it was like a Darth <laughs> Vader. I turn around, and Jimmy's like, hey, Earl, what's up? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Can I get some oxygen here, dude? He's, and he, people think we hate each other because it was a controversial decision. He, he couldn't have been any nicer to me. Like, yeah. He's amazing. Uh, and his fans, like, you know, the only thing that sucked about – you know that the aftermath was his fans tweets were accusing me of fixing it and like uh, jimmy kimmel uh, you know i've been in a room with jimmy kimmel once yeah it's not like we're best friends uh and seth rogan i'd never met before uh so uh i you know uh, unfortunately for him and, and we'll get into this with judging because judging's fascinating about this show yes uh, but unfortunately for me uh Jimmy Carr ran up against two judges who just didn't like the clipboard. And, yeah. You know, because uh, I had uh, one joke that bombed completely, and I had one joke that, uh, you know, I stumbled on the words, so it kind of fell flat. Uh, but, you know, on the Comedy Central website, it does say the battles will be 
judged based on uh, jokes, performance, and and you know the judging and like what they value. So uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and I I think you know if someone's reading off a clipboard or their phone, they should be penalized for that. You know, I you know, uh, in in some way, I don't. I I think that's more than. Uh, that's more than fair. I I I like it. You know, I, I I enjoy, you know, the way you do it and Joe Dosh and Hooper. And once again, I'm referencing guys that you know did not perform in Montreal this year. But they will. So, I mean, oh, so I'm sure they you will. will. Uh, there's a whole yes. new <laughs> thing coming with roast battle. I I I don't know what what it is, but uh, you know, there's. You know, unfortunately, you know, there were 16 spots and, uh, you know, there's if you go on who probably 30 people from L.A. alone deserve to be there. Um, so, yeah, you know, there was a lot of, you know, you, Barker. I, I, I feel like I still have a lot to prove, you know. Uh, yeah, but you're a character, dude. And that's <laughs> obviously I don't work for comedy. Well, I guess I do work for Comedy Central. But like, <laughs> I don't work at Comedy Central, but like. You got the look, you're not, you're likable. And, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, next, I don't want to say next season, but next special or whatever they do, like more guys like you get in and, you know, they have more roasters involved. Yeah. This show is so good. And Moses is such a good host. And I say this. He really is. I mean, I say it every episode and probably people think I'm kissing his ass, but like, uh, this show would not work if it was a me, me, me host. Like, I'm going to make, I'm a star. You know, it's like, you, you know, uh, you need someone who's capable. You need a passer. Right. A distributor. You, you need a playmaker. You don't need, right. a, you don't need a Gretzky. You need, you need, uh, you know. A distributor. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Moses, Moses is the fucking king and knowing when to keep it going and when to let it roll. And I noticed when I judged a few weeks ago, I was, you know, I, I've seen it every week from the haters table, but like, it really helped to watch from the judges, uh, you know, section for once because you could see him go to Cena, uh-huh. the, the great Saudi prince, uh, you know, at the perfect time, and then he'd have to go to me and the, the inimitable Gary Cannon and Steve Byrne, uh, you know, at the perfect time and the wave. It's it was like a whole new you know perspective and uh, yeah now were, was there a battle you've had that you felt uh, the judging was uh because what's your record do you know your record uh i am i think five and three and which a lot of people would you know that's the crazy thing about roast it's roast battles is very much like uh i get a lot of mma fans on the show it's like you look at some of the top ufc fighters they have seven losses eight losses I mean, yeah you know it's, it's very much like the ufc to me or mma you know where everyone's gonna lose you know yeah like in pro boxing if you have two losses it's like oh wow you suck but you know uh you know anderson silva like was thought of as the greatest ufc fighter of all time he's got like five six losses you know? yeah uh, fedor and the russian heavyweight he got like three or four losses so you know a five and three record people go five and three or, or like i'm i have two losses uh in a tie uh, you know uh i mean some of the best roasters have six seven losses yeah but they also have nine ten wins so i mean records i mean it's like 
Do you put a lot of stock in your record? Um, I I wouldn't say I put I put a I I mean I'll put it this way. Do I care about it? Yeah. Are there five or six things I care about way more than that? Definitely. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Right. Uh, oh, absolutely. I I would much rather you know uh I would much rather lose to someone that I think is better than me than beat someone that I think it, that, that I can beat, you know? Which I, I think is a mistake a lot of roasters do. You only take on the top people. I I, I try, you know, uh, I, I try to be honest with, you know, how, how I'm perceived in the room, too. I try not to, you know, uh, I, I'm always worried about, dis, you know, I don't want to come off disrespectful and ask, you know, especially when I was first starting. I wanted to go straight for the people in the top 10, and I was like, ah, you, you haven't proven yourself, you know, and... I think uh, I've started to prove myself, but I, I want to battle as high as high as possible and uh, prove that I can I can hang with anybody. I'm, I may not necessarily be able to beat anybody, but uh, you know I want to I want to prove that I can compete at at the the highest le- you know level of roasting at, at in the belly room, and uh, you know I still think I have a lot more to prove. And a lot more to work on. I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm, you know, I'm working on it. I work hard on it. I know, uh, you know, I know the way you prepare is you write insane Hundreds. amount of jokes. And uh, yeah, no, I, I do, I do the. <laughs> but a lot of them the are horrible. Like, yeah, like brutally <coughs> bad. Uh, I, I did 157 for my battle with Jay. <laughs> That's a lot of jokes, man. It's a lot. I did 157. I used any of the first 60. I don't think I would have got a single laugh. I genuinely think the first 60 jokes, not a single, not a single one made it to my cut. And if I use any of them, you know, uh, most of the jokes I found were between joke one, 115 and, and 157, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, you, you could, you, am I working hard? Yeah. But also it shouldn't take me 160 jokes to be able to find 10 jokes to do in that fucking room, you know? But that room is tough, man. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. super tough. Uh, and I don't know a periscope, uh, which is great. I mean, Jay light, uh, who's a, an awesome roaster. He's a top yeah. 10 guy. He, he really, that, that's timing. There's so much of this show that has to do with just pure timing. And like Jay Light knows exactly when. Okay, Earl's gonna say something. Go over to him. Uh, Michael Costa's yeah. gonna say something. Go over to him. Uh, Moses is about to say something. You know, it, it, Troy Conrad. Same thing with the pictures. Uh, how how he gets those. Pictures. Oh, he gets such great pictures. Um, and I mean that the show basically could be just boiled down to timing. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. No, it's it's the timing. And you, you, you do not. I, I don't think you get enough credit for what you do at the haters table. And I know, yeah, I know, easy. I, I, I know. <laughs> you've, I know you've been a little bit quieter the last, you know, uh, a month or so. I think, but, but I have seen you do things from the haters table that have fucking blown my mind. And I think that is one of the most difficult things to do. It's the most difficult thing I've ever tried to do in comedy, and I, I, I definitely think I was the absolute worst at it. And after I did it, because you make no. it look so goddamn easy from the back of the room, and then you get up there, and you're like, "Holy fuck, where do I find my time to sit?" The it's the tough. timing you have to have at the table 
and, and I, I don't mean I'm not trying to jerk you off, but, but you can. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 no, I, I will, because it, 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 it fucking blows my mind that you can find your cracks, and it, it, people who who haven't done it and don't know what I'm talking about, you just aren't gonna get it, because it's so fucking difficult to find the right moment to say something, because if you're off by a half second, it's, it's not no. funny anymore. Well, yeah, and there's, uh, you know, I mean, it's only one person at the table now, just because. Uh, the show's gotten so big that uh, there's almost barely time for me yeah. to get in zingers. Uh, you know, just like this uh, this past week was a perfect example of, uh, you know, you had uh, Josh Adam Myers, Olivia, Jeff uh, as the judges, and then you had Tony Henchcliffe to the side, and, and uh, I think one or two other people were chiming in. Yeah. So that's just in the judges area alone. Uh, five, six voices. You've got the wave. You've got, uh, the, obviously, the two roasters, Moses. So that's like, you know, fuck, I don't know, 12 people. And with seven battles. Right. And the crowd, the crowd's like, you know, the Seattle Seahawks 12th man. It's so, you know, it's uh, I think the haters table is like the pepper on the steak. Uh, you know, too much pepper ruins the steak. You got to know, like, you know, when to do it. And, and you're right. If it, you're a second late, it's it falls flat. Yeah. No, it, it's it's, you know, uh, I just I wanted to bring it up because I don't think enough. I, I don't think you, you uh, people don't get how fucking difficult that is and i'd also like to say my dad watches roast battle and uh uh you know i know that doesn't this doesn't mean anything but he was really upset when he found out you weren't going to be comedy central <laughs> i had to fight my way on oh he 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 uh he is a big fan of the haters table but that was like comedy central like they didn't have to have me on i think uh, they were awesome and said to Moses, hey, you know, we're probably not going to do the haters. I, I don't know what they said to him, but like, right. I think it was uh, along the lines of, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it was, we can't really have that character on TV. Yeah, so, no, it, it's understandable. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't uh, really disagree with their uh, assessment, of, but I think they were more or less, uh, can he roast? And then that's what, uh, you know, got me. You yeah, know, he can. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't like doing it necessarily. It's not my... Uh, it's stressful. You know, like the next battle I have will be against Pat or Alex. I love both of those guys. I mean, uh, both guys looked at my jokes in Montreal and, and gave me feedback. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, they didn't have to, you know. And, and so I, I love both of them. I'd feel the same way against you or... You know, a rematch with Olivia, it would, it would be like, it's hard to like say mean things about people you actually give a shit about. But, yeah. you know, you're also trying to get on TV. So, see, I, 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 for me, it's much easier to say mean shit to people because I, I look back, I don't know if they were my best jokes, but I think some of the meanest jokes I've ever had were against Olivia. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my first, because, because I, she, you know, she was my friend, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, whereas a lot of my battles have been against people that I've kind of chosen randomly and became friends with them in the process. Cause there is a respect, uh, level. I think you get like, you know, with me and Keith Carey battling on 20 minutes notice. I mean, I always respected him, obviously, but like, it's like, wow, we just did something, you know, 
few people could have done on 20 minutes notice yeah so you you know even though you're saying like really shitty things about people uh you know did did you uh this this is gonna sound right did you ever when you were a kid did you get in a lot of fist fights um i got into one fist fight in um like fourth grade where uh kenny brzezinski I don't know where you are, Kenny. He knocked me out in one punch. Oh, really? I just didn't see it coming. And then I knocked out uh, uh, Steven Seriani in seventh grade with a body shot. Uh, <laughs> with a body shot? Yeah, it was like, I think I, looking back now, as much as I watch MMA, I've always wondered, why did he go down so fast? Maybe you hit him in the kidneys? Yeah, I, look, I hit him right, really? right there. And uh, I didn't uh, fight a lot. I've, I've been... A weirdly sized man like i've been the same size since the fourth grade <laughs> the doctor told me i was going to be seven feet like there was talk about taking my thyroid out because really I was, uh i mean i wasn't maybe this muscular in fourth grade but i was this body you, you so, wow so i was dominating in sports yeah in grade school because i was just i was just bigger and stronger and then yeah you know, my first day of high school football, I saw two black kids my age, like six inches taller than me, bigger. Like, I was like, oh, where's the golf tryouts? <laughs> this ain't going to work. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you, do you think, uh, did you ask that because you thought I was bullied and I was good at like... No, actually, my my question is because I, you know, in middle school, I got into several fist fights, and sometimes we'd still hate each other. Sometimes we became friends with each other afterwards. But there was always, you could just feel the respect between the two, you know, uh, between the two of you after uh, the fights, and then sometimes it wouldn't change the fact that you fucking hated each other. But I think, uh, you know, just because I think, uh, you know. Uh, people inherently know inside, like it, it takes, it takes, you know, uh, it takes a level of courage and stupidity to, uh, put yourself in that situation. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, whether, you know, you know, um, and I, I think, uh, because I, I guess my point is I feel the same. Uh, I, I, I always feel that, um, I always feel more respect towards the person after a battle oh yeah i mean uh and i always respect them before too but i always feel it more after um after a battle i mean i only want to battle people i think can beat me because then that pushes me to um you know be scared and go wow i better not mess around because yeah person's capable of like embarrassing me it's i mean when a line goes flat in that room it's the fucking worst yeah uh, yeah I, it really is <laughs> oh it's like you, you the pain of of death in that room yeah uh, you know and you know i bomb probably once or twice a week on that show uh, it's just the way you know, especially like this tuesday there were seven fucking battles you're not and not every line's gonna hit yeah but you just hope that uh you know you you don't bomb in front of Jeff or, you know, when the crowd's at maximum capacity. Because sometimes you're killing it in the undercards. And then, you know, then you see, like, Ron White walk in and Jeff Ross and, you know, yeah. like, oh, fuck. And then you throw out that line when they're there and it bombs. 
Yeah. Uh, but how do you prepare for a battle? Like everyone knows how I do it. You know, I, I write rebuttals. Like if I battle you, when we battle, I'll write rebuttals for what I think you're going to say about me. Right. I won't really write jokes on you, which is risky. But, you know, it's just the way I do it. It's it's risky. It's risky you keep telling people, too, because... But everyone knows by now. Right, right. Well, yeah, um... Because, I mean, I'm not a great... I can't look at you and go, okay, what's funny about Tom? You know, uh, I, I have a... You know... Like, when you and I battle, I, you know, I know where the weak spots are. So I will write, you know... I, I Which I think is the number one thing people don't do. Is like, the, you know, if you're fat, you know, they fool themselves into thinking, well, they're not going to do fat jokes. Which is probably the first 10 jokes are going to be written on you. Yeah. Be, you know, Joey is, you know, whatever, so fat that blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, with Lou Verum, who, I, you know, I, I must give him a shout out this week. He had a great battle. <laughs> you know, it first jokes probably people write on him are, is how creepy he is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be silly not to have creepy rebuttals. So... Uh, but I realize I don't do it in the traditional sense. How do you do it? Um, I I start I start by by just looking at them. I write down every fact I can possibly find about them. I listen to any podcasts they've been on. I'll look through their Twitter. I'll look through their Facebook. You know, if they have any acting, I'll watch whatever. I'll see if they have stand-up videos. Go through all that, and I just try to collect as many facts as possible and then you know uh every day i'll try to write at least three jokes and i just know that the first you know however many are going to be mostly dog shit every once in a while you know in the first five I'll, I'll hit some gold but i know it's mostly just trying to find the 10 jokes i know are going to work in that room and then after i have that then i go back to the rebuttals Right. Uh, I I write the rebuttals last, and I'm not as good as you at uh, at the rebuttals. You're you know? a better joke writer. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that either. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, you you know, you, like you got to play to your strengths. You know, mine's you know performance and rebuttals. Yours is the actual jokes, and you're likable. Like you know, it's hard to like look at you and not like you. Ah, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 well, you know, what's, what's interesting. I was actually talking to, you know, um, cause I live with a bunch of roasters and we were, we were talking about it and, uh, it's, it's interesting cause everyone has, seems to have their strength in roast battle. You know, the, the, you know, uh, I'd say you, it's the stage presence and the rebuttals. Olivia, another just tears it up on the rebuttals. Uh, Keith is great at taking just some of the meanest shit and just fucking grinding you at it. Uh, Jay Light is one of the most uh, just I don't remember the last time he's had a joke bomb. He just knows how to hit you over and over. You, you, you know what I mean? He has the precision of a fucking sniper. Every, you know, uh, Frank is these some great abstract. Everyone has different strengths. Joe has these, you know, and I don't really think I have some. But, but one thing that I will do is I will try. I, I typically have um, all the different kind of, of jokes that you'd see. But I don't really think I have a strongest kind of joke. You know, 
Fager has that double misdirect. Oh, my God. The double misdirect of Fager will fucking destroy that room. Yeah. You know. Um, and his rebuttals ain't no joke either. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. He's got some great rebuttals, you know. Uh, but I think yours uh, is, is your joke writing and your likability, which is, like, I don't think people really, uh, uh, you know, being likable on that show can win you battles, like, you know, because, you know, when you get in the top 10, really the top 20, uh, you know, the jokes are all going to be pretty even. And, you know, you're not going to get too many blowouts, you know. No, I've never seen a blowout within the, within, the you know, two top 10s. Yeah. If you're facing me, you know, our jokes are going to be pretty even, you know, at each other. And it's OK, who's who's more likable? And we're both pretty likable. So it, it's, it's, you know, if Olivia's facing, uh you know, Leah K. Janian, they're both amazing joke writers. It's, it's you know, who who's, you know, sway the crowd with, you know, you got to look like you're having fun up there. You know? Yeah. Because if you just, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, in some battles, some of the roasters just look like, you know, they want to be anywhere but there. And they lose most times. Yeah. Unless, you know. Uh, I mean, there there are a couple uh, there are a couple battlers that just seem to do it joyously, <laughs> but it's still fun to watch. Well, there's a guy who there's a couple anomalies out there. I mean, there's uh, one guy who I got. I wish he would uh, battle more because uh, he works uh, with Pat Barker on Bill Simmons show. Uh, yeah. Brendan Lynch. Yeah. I remember Ooh. you talking about him. This dude is frightening and he just has this blank stare on his face and he will tear you down uh he his joke about alex hooper was an all-timer like you don't really remember too many roast jokes because we've literally heard thousands yeah. up there but he had a joke about alex hooper alex had a degree in theater I didn't know Monsters University had a theater <laughs> program. But the way he said it, no smile on his face, just looked like he was about to kill uh, anyone in the room. Uh, I wish he would battle more. But, uh, you know, some people aren't, you know, you got to be. It's a, it's a big time commitment to, to oh, absolutely. really. Because it's not a show you want to do poorly on. Especially now. I mean, yeah. like, it's not a show you wanted to do poorly on when it was just us. But now. Uh, now people are getting jobs off. Yeah, of I mean, yeah. there's two Comedy Central executives in there this Tuesday. You, yeah, you know, uh, front watching Frontline, uh, and you know, it's it's just like the stakes are too high now. You know, just on my first battle with Tom Ballard in Montreal, I had 107 jokes in in two weeks. Yeah, uh, and a lot of them awful. Crazy. And, well, Tom Ballard's like he's another one. You put him in the LA top ten, he'd like like. You know, he's pretty impressive. And Kay Trevor's another one who's just amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, who knows what's happening with Roast Battle. But it's uh, you're one of the top, top dogs. Do you have a list of people you want to battle? Um, I mean. Uh, want to rematch with Olivia? I want to rematch with Olivia. Possible uh, match with me. Keith, you. And Keith's coming. Uh, Omid. Uh, Omid's another one. Yeah. Omid is, uh, you know, uh, when I when I first started really working at comedy, uh, 
uh, I, you know, Amin had been doing a lot longer than me, and I, I became very fond of him. And it, I, his roast jokes crack me up. And he does some jokes that I don't know if other people can pull off just because of, just because they're just so him, you know. Which I think is 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 a, uh, it's really cool to see someone have a voice in their roast jokes that is distinct. Because yeah. I think you know, stand up, you can I think be more distinguished. It's harder with roast jokes, but yeah, Omid, um. Oh, I got, I got it. Oh, Pat Barker. Yeah, I mean, Pat's amazing. Um, you know, so many. I mean, there's, you know, I used to think, all right, I'm going to battle for the belt and then just retire. I don't want to do it, you know. And then I thought, there's so many people I want to battle. Like, you, you know, just uh, like seven, eight people. Like a Doug, I want to battle like, just because I think it would be so fun. And Omid and Jay Light. Uh, you know, even uh, Anna Valenzuela, like, would be funny. like she's really coming up the ranks. Rena, yeah, yeah, is, uh, and uh, Toby, like, you know, Leah K. Janian. Uh, I mean, there's like probably twelve battles that I have left. You know, yeah, no, that that's that that's the scary part, isn't it? You said make a list when like, well, I, I wanna I wanna battle everybody that I think is is better than me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Well, I know on the Roast Battle Report, uh, you can go on uh, verbalviolence.tv and uh, it's like the one-stop shopping uh, for Roast Battle. You get the battler spotlights, uh, recaps, and the the latest rankings. Uh, When Pat Barker interviewed me, he's like, who do you want to battle? And I originally sent him like three names. And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like, I want to battle these three people too. And like, it literally ended up being 20 people. Yeah. It's just, there's so many... This show is like oh Joe Dosh, oh. Joe Dosh. I, he he's at the top of the list. I I freaking I love Joe. I, I I get to do Mean Boys sometimes with them, and uh, uh, me and him are. I, I think I think he'd be down to battle me at some point. But he's, just down to battle anybody. Yeah, Joe Joe is uh, he's just he's just a fun person to be around and riff with, and uh, and just his his. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's just a great guy, um, and uh, and an amazing battler. I mean. Absolutely, um, uh, I, I think. and he's he's a guy. You know, all the people I've mentioned. You know, I'm at least a little bit scared to to battle Leah. Leah too, although she she is. I don't know what I don't know what she does. It makes her come off so terrifying. Well, you she think doesn't about uh, battling her. <laughs> Up until recently, she didn't really smile a lot on stage. She would be like, she would just hit you with like these almost Doug Fager style, uh, you know, eloquent, and then at the last second, kicking the balls joke. Yeah. And now she smiles a lot more on stage, uh, at least at, at Roast Battle. Uh, and she's a great comic, too. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many fresh matchups. This show's got such a long shelf life. Uh, because uh, as long as the battles are fresh, you know, the show could go on for years. Yeah. Uh, and there's always been new people coming in. Tony yeah. Bartoloni is a great battler. Uh, Wait, the, the, <laughs> maybe the hardest I've ever laughed was was uh, when Tony Bartoloni, he w- was in the trash can, and when Tony Hinchcliffe goes, all right, Tony's going to go last, 
because there has to be some giant punchline with the trash can. And if there is, it needs to be the last joke of the round. And I just started dying because I, I know Tony Bartoloni and I knew there was no giant punchline with the trash can. I knew he was just in a trash can on stage and it was so fucking funny to me. I mean, that's so funny. I mean, we could probably have another podcast on just roast battle intros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, I guarantee you my intro for my title will be like nothing anyone has ever seen. Yeah. You know, Earl, I don't know how the fuck you're going to top some of the other shit you've done. (laughs) Oh, this is three layers and it's something that's never been done before. Um, I've got uh, the amazingly talented mike schmidt has my mentor and my um intro. <laughs> i, I <laughs> and uh i don't know is he gonna bring in a dead body i know he's a lawyer wait 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 <laughs> it's uh this intro will be talked about for years there's mo- i'm put it this way i'm investing money into this intro Will you will you tell me off air what it is? Or Absolutely, I, gotta... I will tell you off air. Okay. And speaking of off air, I could talk to you for hours, dude. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. This does. This doesn't feel like a podcast. It just feels like we're kind of talking. Well, that's. Which... Uh, I don't know how other people do their podcasts. I because I don't listen to podcasts to be honest with you. Because uh, I don't want to take anyone's ideas. Like, uh, you, you know, I just like to uh, hit record and go and. Uh, you know, I uh, wanted to feel like two people just talking at a bar or wherever. And, uh, you know, hopefully someone's driving in their car, or you know, and they go, oh, let's put this on for an hour or so. Uh, but then you have like Delia's podcast with Will Sasso and Callan. It's the 10 minute podcast. Yeah. So it, it's everyone. I even know Delia had a podcast. I don't know if he still does it, but, you know, I kind of like the idea. It's like most podcasts are 40 minutes, an hour. This Yeah. To the average time and. Each my episodes are an hour and a half. A lot of people think that's too long, but uh, you know, uh, what can I say? I do what I do. But uh, so, Tom, I know we gave your plugs. Let's do it one more time. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Goss Goss Six. Uh, Tom Goss on Facebook. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm not gonna plug shows. You can go to my website if uh, you're plug the show. So, dude, I'm telling you, people that like, when's your next roast battle? Uh, next roast battle is December sixth against Keith Carey, and then uh, the the uh, the Friday uh, October it's twenty twenty first twenty second. I'm in uh, Fresno, Central California, doing shows. So go where so, at that uh, that place? Uh, Mother Mary's in 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 Clovis. Uh, so if you are in the Fresno area, you can see me do a long set. Goss is a legend in the Fresno area. <laughs> I, I, believe me, I've got video from. Uh, he might even put a. He might even put a skeleton uh, mask on and just scare scare your kids. Don't bring the kids to the show. No, don't bring don't bring your children. Um, so uh, inappropriate, Earl uh, is uh, honored to have Tom Goss on. Just follow him. You know, I, I like to be like a very scaled down version of Joe Rogan. Like Joe has all these comics on Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, George Perez, uh, you know, uh, Big J Okerson, and they get like all Joe's fans become fans of theirs. That's what I try and do on here, but to a much smaller scale. Uh, and a thank you to Joe Rogan. Every you know, every time the power of Rogan is amazing in the podcast world. 
every time he mentions my name on his podcast, I get a hundred followers. So uh, I know Joe doesn't listen to this, but uh, <laughs> if someone who knows Joe, tell him uh, thank you for um, Earl, and uh, you know where to find me. And uh, we'll be uh, at the comedy store every Tuesday night. Roast battle around 11 o'clock. Uh, it's been amazing. It's only going to get better on Comedy Central. Uh, coming soon. That's all I can say. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs>